Hello and welcome to our worship for Sunday the 28th of March 2021, Palm Sunday. Lord, with the people of Jerusalem and with Christians the world over, we acclaim you as our King. If we had been there, we too would have spread our cloaks at your feet, waved our palms over your head, worshipped you as the Messiah. As we gather at this time, we offer ourselves in your service. We adore you with our whole heart. We worship you as our Saviour. And so let us join in singing as we are able the lovely hymn, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest.
So let us pray. See, your Lord comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. On this Palm Sunday, may we recognise the one who comes to this world and join in with full hearts in the cry, Hosanna to the Son of David. It would have been easy for you to bask in this popularity. Yet you humbled yourself, lived as we live and died for us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We give you our praise and love for all you have shown us and done for us. Amen. And a prayer of confession. Loving God, you rode on a donkey and came in peace, humbled yourself and gave yourself for us. We confess our lack of humility. As you entered Jerusalem, the crowd shouted, Hosanna, save us now! On Good Friday, they shouted, crucify! We confess our praise is often empty. We sing Hosanna, but cry crucify. As the crowds laid their palms in front of you, you took the way of God and took no glory for yourself. We confess that we want to be accepted and to take the easy way. We do not always stay true to your will. Amen. Merciful God, we thank you, even though we find it difficult to, get, to live according to your will that your arms are always stretched out to welcome us in loving forgiveness. And so we ask for your forgiveness and to be made whole. Hosanna, set us free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. A reading from Psalm 118, the first and second verses, and then verses 19 to 29 from the New Revised Standard Version. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. 
it is marvellous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give thanks to you. You are my God and I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Our Gospel reading is from Mark chapter 11 and verses 1 to 11 from the New Revised Standard Version and this relates the preparations for and Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives he sent two of his disciples and said to them, 
go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Jesus gives to two of his disciples instructions as to how they were to obtain for him the necessary colt, unridden, sometimes of course translated as donkey, by which he will make his entry at the end of this long journey to Jerusalem, maybe not necessarily physically, but certainly in terms of emotion and spirit, that he was going now to fulfil that turning his face to Jerusalem and enter Jerusalem almost ceremonially. So off go the two disciples and find indeed the cult as was expected and they say these words to not the owner but to bystanders. The Lord needs it. And that seems to clinch the deal. I, I wonder if you've ever had to sort of obtain in that sort of demanding way anything uh, that, that you were short of or lacking. Uh, almost sort of commandeering it. Not, not the example of popping next door to borrow you know, a, a cup full of sugar, uh, though that might have been your experience. As a young civil servant, I'd been working for the Ministry of Defence alongside the army for almost 12 months when the preparations for the Falklands War and then of course, that terrible, tragic war uh, took place. And a, a couple of hours or so before any announcement was made in the House of Commons as to there having been an invasion and the plans for a task force to uh, retake the Falklands, uh, we as 
civil servants whose job it was to make sure the army had the supplies it needed at any time were told to have a look at our stocks and supplies and see if we needed to sort of chase up any suppliers or, or get any urgent orders in um, to suppliers and, and to get them in to, to sort of hurry them along as it were and so it was that I looking after the exciting range that I did of packaging materials uh, considered where we were in terms of deliveries and orders and so on and one particular um, type of stores that I looked after uh, aluminium uh, storage containers that at that time were limited use to a couple of uh, particular types of army unit uh, we were overdue deliveries we were out of stock and it was fairly clear that we would need those equipment in as a matter of some urgency um, to meet the requirements and so I telephoned the firm that were our suppliers and sort of pressured them and urged them to make good on their order that was already overdue uh, the firm were a bit reluctant to make the supplies available and, and I, I probably slightly overstepped the mark in that I suggested that if there was stock on the shelves at their warehouse we would have them by almost fair means or foul um, they still were resistant and saying oh no the ones that are coming for you we haven't got yet um, but it was quite clear that they actually had stocks of the sizes that we had on order and I so I simply said to them well look at the lunchtime news and I'll ring you at two o'clock and see if you've changed your mind uh, and I did and they still didn't quite get why the, the announcement had been made that a task force was being uh, readied um, and, and so one would have thought that they might have put two and two together but they had that they hadn't and so again I sort of almost overstepped the mark in suggesting that if they couldn't deliver I would send one of the units that would be users of these materials to come and collect them please um, what they didn't know at that moment was that the unit in question would have been the SAS and I think they would have got them um, but eventually they agreed that there was a need and that it was a more urgent need than the other um, customers that they had I got as close as it was possible to do I think uh, to obtaining these stores without actually legally commandeering them which actually frankly I had no authority to do anyway not at that moment in time but but there is a sense in which these two disciples at Jesus instruction were sent to commandeer this donkey to obtain it and and, and not to take no for an answer because the Lord needed it why 
why was it so important for the Lord to have this donkey or colt? The journey itself from, as we're told, Bethany and Bethphage wasn't that far, really. It was a couple of miles. It was on the slopes of the Mount of Olives. A journey that would have been taken on foot daily, really, by some people. But the Lord needed it in this instance to get himself into Jerusalem and indeed out again. But he needed it to, so that it could be a symbol, a symbol both of his humility and his authority. And as a means simply of sort of raising him up, elevating him from the crowd so that he could and would be seen by the crowd and therefore raise their hopes as they saw the fulfilment of Zechariah's prophecy. So Jesus was journeying with a crowd and through a crowd to Jerusalem towards the festival of Passover. I wonder if we are similar to the crowd if we're part of the crowd, looking forward in hope to a great celebration, to the fulfilment of our hopes and dreams. And I guess that this year, indeed as last year, we look forward to Easter with mixed feelings. We want the celebration, we want the freedom that is promised and yet we know that we are in some senses locked down and restricted in what we can do. But maybe we're part of that expectant crowd longing and yearning to celebrate the coming of the Messiah, the fulfilment of promise. We would celebrate, wouldn't we, crying Hosanna Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. But will we also be part of another crowd? That crowd that just a few days later were screaming murder, crucify. So frustrated by the claims that Jesus will make that he is no longer desired as saviour. That actually his call might be just too demanding. There is no doubt that the crowd brings out emotion, whether for good or ill. Even if we disagree with the crowd, the best we can do is to keep quiet. It takes a very brave person to stand and speak against the prevailing opinion. We only need to look at the recent demonstrations in Clapham Common a couple of weeks ago over the uh, Regain the Streets 
and indeed in Bristol last Sunday concerning the police and crime bill and seeking to uh, get that, um, well, not revoked, but, but stopped and amended, that the crowds turned in some way ugly and it was difficult to manage. But Jesus speaks out against the prevailing opinion. <clears throat> As we know from the lectionary just a few weeks ago, Mark has the story of the cleansing of the temple following this acclamation of the crowd. He puts it on another day, for the time was already late by the time he arrives in Jerusalem. But it is part of the whole revelation of what his true purpose is. Revelation that it's not so much identity that is important, but rather purpose, intention, fulfilling the work of God, that God's will be done. Over and above any personal gratification or comfort. And if that turns those who are looking and acclaiming him to be a saviour in their own, own moulds into enemies, then so be it. Jesus' entry into Jerusalem as a bringer of justice would they hope to enable peace to be established, peace and freedom. And his, pardon me, and his attitude was that he simply had to do his father's will. Neither other people's response, personal comfort or prior achievement are of any significance. His attitude was of the urgency of fulfilling God's work at that moment with personal integrity. How do we live in these days beyond the cross, the resurrection and the ascension, in these historic days of Christendom? How do we live with integrity to the Lord who turned his face towards Jerusalem? In the excitement of the Palm Sunday crowd, Peter would have had no thought, surely, that in but a few days time he would even deny knowing Jesus cease to follow him and declare a lack of belief of faith in him. The Lord needed the donkey as a symbol and image of his servant kingship. No great white charger, no warrior king, but a servant. The Lord needs it. What does the Lord need today?
What does the Lord need of us today? Yes, let's celebrate with wonder the hope that is available to us on Palm Sunday, the excitement that engages us. But also let's use today and all that the coming week has in store for us to understand more of that determined integrity of Jesus. Not just to understand why or what was to happen, did happen, but to understand what transformation it makes for us that we might learn to live as gospel people. Yes, being part of the adoring crowd, but also walking with Jesus determinedly, as it were, towards Jerusalem, fulfilling all of God's purposes for us in the days ahead, for then and only then can we truly value, appreciate and be a resurrection people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shit. Sure.
music's voice with heart and lips forever we shall in god rejoice the company of angels is praising For our prayers for others today, I'm using uh, a written prayer from the book Hear Our Prayer, written for this day, Palm Sunday. And so let us pray. Let us pray for the church and for the world. To the Lord who reveals himself both as servant king and king of glory. As the church rejoices in the triumphal entry of our Lord, grant us also the spirit of repentance and sorrow for his suffering. May we at this holy time set forward the message of his salvation and lay our minds and wills before him as an offering of faith. Bring, Lord, to a world that judges by outward signs of power the wisdom to discern where true power lies in humility and love. We pray for those across the globe taking difficult decisions about restriction and freedom in regard to the coronavirus, for the challenges to international relationships. Open the eyes, we pray, of the rulers of the nations to see the one true King and be ready to serve at his command. Give to us and to all those around us the vision of holiness in the daily scene of work and play, of separation and isolation. Help us to find in those we too easily take for granted the image of Christ the Lord and to honour one another 
as those who seek to follow in his way. Have mercy on the sick and the suffering, for whom the shadow of the cross is plainer at this time than the glory of the day, and who call out not in triumph, but in anguish. For those for whom twelve months has passed slowly and painfully, and for those who have suffered loss through Covid or through other means, yet affected by it. Give them relief in their affliction and the hope of new life. May the voices of those who bore witness to God in this world now be blended with the eternal praise of the angels in heaven. May theirs be the song of triumph over sin and death. We offer our prayers in the name of Christ, who has come to save his people, and who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And so let us draw our Palm Sunday worship to a conclusion and let us walk forward towards Holy Week with a hymn that for me epitomises that transition uh, throughout Holy Week. My song is love unknown, my Saviour's love to me, love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be.
and so a final prayer and blessing. May you find in the exalted one, the crucified one, the risen one, the forgiveness of sins, the renewing power of love and the promise of life eternal. And so may the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us this holy week and for all eternity. Amen.